You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So now Posey ranges away, and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. All right. It is Giants Talk. Joe Shasky, the Butcher Boy, and my man Sam Lubman, the biggest Giants fan I know, two just diehard Giants fans, talking Giants, and it's the offseason. The winter meetings has just concluded, and if you've been sleeping under a rock and not paying attention, Aaron Judge shunned the San Francisco Giants and signed a nine-year, $360 million deal with the New York Yankees and not your San Francisco Giants. And it hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday morning, Wednesday morning, at about 5.40 in the morning, 5.20 in the morning. I was driving into the studio. Sam, I was going to come see you, and I thought the Giants had it. Let's take it back two days, or I guess a day prior. John Heyman, who covers uh, Major League Baseball for the MLB Network, Odyssey, uh, I mean, he, for like five different outlets, really, put out a report. Arson Judge, not Aaron Judge because he misspelled it, going to the Giants. And I think most Giants fans around 3.30 in the afternoon either dropped their phone at work, fell to the floor at home, or drove off the road because we all thought, oh, my God, he's a giant. And the emotional roller coaster began. Sam, what were you feeling right then and there? Uh, well, I mean, I had just woken up from a nap when that had happened. and. <laughs> Oh, yes, when I saw it, then I saw the his retraction of the tweet, and it's like, you know, for seven glorious minutes, Aaron Judge, or Arson Judge, if that's what you want to call him, was a giant. But then, yeah, it's the retraction came, and that's where I feel like you started feeling doom amongst the, the Giants fan base, at least on Twitter. I saw a lot of people kind yeah. of tweeting out, well, great, now this is a sign he's definitely not coming to the Giants now. Once they saw that retraction, I feel like, a lot of air went out the kind of went out the window when it came for Giants fans. And yeah. it feels like, yeah, we were, we were so close to seeing judge coming here, but it turns out maybe we weren't that close. And then of course you see all the conspiracy theories popping up that, you know, judges camp told Heyman to tweet that to get the Yankees attention, oh, or it was, you know, he tweeted out because of this or because of that. Um, either way though, at the end of the day, yeah, it was, it was a brutal tease for a fan base that, has suffered through a lot of brutal teases over the years. So, I mean, yeah, December 7th, 2022, the day Aaron judge decided to say no to the giants in favor of the Yankees. It's a, it's a day that will forever live in infamy amongst giants fans. Also uh, a day of D day. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things going on on that day. Um, obviously one more serious than the other uh, back to the Aaron judge roller coaster. I was devastated when I heard the news in the morning. I mean, it was it, a massive it, gut punch. There was about five different um, feelings all at once. Betrayal from Aaron Judge, and I'll get to him in a second. 
uh, sadness on the state of where the San Francisco Giants are currently and like the cold reality of really where they're at. Uh, frustration with mm-hmm. just our lot right now and where we're at. Uh, anger at the front office, maybe displaced, maybe not. You know, maybe it's justified. I'm not really sure. Um, and then the last one, just like complete denial. Like, wow, this this is where we are, huh? This is where we are. Aren't we better than this? We're really the third, fourth best team in our own division in terms of enticing free agents. So pick any one of those. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I might go a little bit off menu here because my first emotion that I felt was I kind of felt a little silly. Like, yeah, I kind of have this like stupid moment where it's like you kick yourself for allowing yourself to believe that it was going to happen. Like that was my first emotion. It's just like, of course, this is what's going to happen. It was like this, this cold water of reality washing over you. And you're just like, why did I spend all that time getting excited about this? I tweeted out, you know, I'm 70% sure it's going to happen. <laughs> it was an arbitrary number. I felt, Sam, I, Sam, I, I allowed myself to get giddy about this. And I, and I felt very, very silly yes. for allowing myself to get giddy about this. Like, you know, haven't I learned anything from the past? Uh, that being said though, I don't feel bad for believing that it was going to happen. No, Yeah. And, and no giants fan should like, I want to make that clear. Do not feel bad for thinking this was going to happen. You know, when John Morosi tweeted out on Friday, you know, 50, 50 chance that it could be judge or the, or that could be the giants or the Yankees. There was a buzz uh, uh, for giants fans on Twitter. People talk about how there's just no life within the giants. It's boring. It's no fun Mm -hmm. for one weekend for like three, four days believing in that rumor feeling it could be coming true trying to manifest it into reality it was fun i'll be honest it was fun to believe and the way the 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 amount that it hurts right now is inversely proportional to how excited i was over the possibility and i just i don't think you should feel bad for believing in fact i feel bad for the people who were adamant that judge was never going to come here because they didn't get to share in the giddiness that we as Giants fans got, so, to, got to share in. So let, let's let's get to Aaron Judge for a second. It, it sounds like Alex Pavlovich penned a very interesting piece. We'll get to Farhan, the GM. We'll get to, you know, uh, Patella and where the Giants go from here, the fan base reaction. But let's start with Aaron Judge for just a second. I feel betrayed by Aaron Judge. Not that he owed the Giants anything. Once you're making hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars, I understand it's a business and you have to do what you need to do. But to be so blatant, and what I mean by that is apparently from what Alex Pavlovich reported, if you're a Giants fan out there, saying that all of the Giants were driving in the car with him and that he jumped out of the vehicle and had a videographer waiting for him and it was premeditated that he was going to go by and wink and show this person who was videoing it, hey, I'm in San Francisco. Like, that's a next level type of a move to me. That's a little sadistic. It's a little beyond like, hey, I'm just trying to create leverage. That... Like that to me, like, damn, he really? Put on, like, really, Aaron Judge? Am I tripping there, Sam? No, he put on quite the performance, and that's the other thing. If it felt like Judge really wanted to come here, that's because that's what he wanted it to feel like. Yes. He wanted to create yes. this feeling that he really, truly wanted to be a member of the San Francisco Giants and wear the orange and black and hit home runs all over Oracle Park. He truly worked very hard to create that image because he wanted the Yankees to feel that way. He wanted the Yankees to think, wow, he really wants out of here. And the fact that that was never the plan the entire time, yeah, the Giants, it feels like they they walked into a trap a little bit. The fact that maybe the judge always kind of 
say I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to use them as leverage in the way he did the Giants? Maybe was the plan always to use the Giants as leverage? I don't know. Maybe the Giants just, you know, presented themselves as kind of a, a, a useful idiot of a team in a sense, really, to where, oh, yeah, sure, I'll gladly play along with this game that I have no idea that I'm playing and basically do Aaron Judge's bidding without even realizing it. And it's it it really stinks. And if you're a Giants fan and you hold some resentment towards Aaron Judge, I will. I think yeah, it's totally fair. I pro- I can't imagine he will ever get a positive reception in Oracle Park ever no again. Shit. Yeah, I it, it you you have every right to be angry. Look, 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 you can you can choose to stay with the Yankees. Like that's fine. It's how you do it. It's how you go exactly. about your business. This wasn't a classy move to me. Like to me, like you can say, oh, you want business tactics. This. This leans more in the slimy direction than it does in the business direction for me. Do you get where I'm going with this? I like, do. I being do. deceitful and purposefully, um, purposely putting on a show. That's a little strong for me when you've got hundreds of millions staring you in the face. Like to me, like really, like that's where I'm at on air. Just like really, dude. Like yeah. really, like you just you used us to squeeze an extra forty mil. Man, I hope hey. you sleep well. Yeah, and to only that I could say, and unfortunately, this is going to be something the Giants fans probably don't want to hear. I mean, it's in his right to do that. It's it's not illegal to be a jerk. It's no. not illegal to be slimy. But Sam, you know, if, if your that's kid how you're going to be, though, Sam. if that's how you're going to be, though, like if that's how you're going to be, then this is how we're going to react. There you if go. This is how you want to carry yourself. If you want to be, well, I'm the cutthroat businessman. Yeah. This is how I'm going to do it. Well, all right. Actions have consequences, yes. and your consequence is. The next time you step into your home region, you're going to be persona non grata. Now, yes. if Aaron Judge is willing to go to bed at night and sleep soundly in his $360 million bed in some penthouse in New York, and he's cool with it, I mean, congratulations. You know, you're, you're going to be able to live the life, and that's great. It's not going to stop us from, from being angry about him, and no. that's just kind of where we're at now. So, yeah, Giants fans absolutely have a right to be angry. Same time, though. Aaron Judge, he absolutely had a right to do it this way. Doesn't make it right, but again, it's it's not against the rule to be a jerk. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we're going to get to where we go from here in a second. How do you view Farhan Zaidi and Larry Bear and whoever you want to throw in in terms of the front office? When we just say front office, it's a big blanket and a big mm-hmm. net that I'm casting here. 
what's your impression of them after this? So when I look at Farhan, I've always been very adamant in my belief of Farhan's plan. You know, he's yeah. come on biggest believer. I know. Yeah. And his plan makes sense. It's yeah. not you know, a super advanced plan. It's, you know, for those who, who aren't familiar, a quick recap. Step one is basically using, you know, supplemental players to fill out the roster uh, while trying to build up the farm system. That's, you know, your Mike Yashremskis, your Alex Dickerson's, uh, your Lamont Wade Jr.'s. While you're doing that, you build up step two, build up your prospects, your farm system, your Luciano's, your Vaughn Brown's, your Casey Schmitz. Then while then once you get those guys up to the big league level, that's when you add on the step three, which is you bring in the big name contracts. Yeah. You want to get that homegrown core intact or in place, and then you bring on the big free agents. So it's a good plan. It's not exactly an out of this world plan, but it's a very good plan. And I believe in it. I think it can work because it's worked with a lot of other teams. I think they had to do things a little bit backwards a bit due to the delay in some of the prospects coming up, which isn't unheard of. The Padres no. did the exact same thing with Manny Machado in 2019. They said, hey, we may not be there right now, but we got this guy. His name's Fernando Tatis Jr. You're going to have a lot of fun hitting with him in the lineup. Come play with us for the next 10 years. And Machado's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. I think the Giants tried to execute a similar plan here. Now, as to how I feel about Farhan, he's got great ideas. I wonder... I. I doubt his ability to maybe execute some of these ideas. Why do you say that? Totally normal. I mean, you know, I'm sure at some point in time, you've met a guy who has a lot of really good ideas. We should do this. We should do that. We should do this thing too. We got it. You know, we can do this and this and this, and that will accomplish our goals. But when it comes to actually acting, acting on these ideas to actually following through on these ideas and achieving these ideas, they just don't get it done. You know, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure you know someone, you know, off the top of your head who fits that bill. It's just, it happens. Some guys are idea guys. Other guys are action guys. I think Farhan might be an idea guy who needs an action guy to kind of offset, you know, the lack of ability he has to come through on some of these ideas. Because at the end of the day, like you have the ideas. If you can't do it, then you can't do it. We're going to find someone else who can. Are you more frustrated in the state of the current team not being able to land someone like Aaron Judge or more just their inability overall to land a big fish? I think those things, you can't really be frustrated about one without being frustrated about the other. And the That's, reason I say that is because yeah. I look back to, before I left the station, I was talking to uh, our, our, our boy Guru and I was talking about one of the frustrations that came for me was look back to last off season after the 2021 season. He had a 107-win team. Everyone was looking at you like you were the bell of the ball. The Giants, they have the secret sauce. Something special is being cooked up there. And they did nothing really in free agency. They could have made some moves to strengthen a 107-win team, and they didn't, and they regressed as a result. Now, if you go out, add some guys in free agency, I, none of the names are coming up at the top of my head of who they could have added. It doesn't matter. You make some additions, bring in some outside talent to supplement the roster you have, which had taken a massive step forward without way before you expected it to happen. You bring those guys in. Even if you don't win 100 games this year, you're still an attractive looking team because of the moves you made last year. So now you're more attractive as a team. And that makes it, I think, a little bit easier to convince a guy like Aaron Judge to take a chance on the Giants. Because, yeah, you're looking at this lineup and it's it's hard to sell this lineup right now. I think it's very easy to sell what the next 10 years can look like, but that's not a guarantee. So, okay, Wait. let me stop you right there. 
what is the sell on the next 10 years? Like if, if I'm sitting here trying to buy stock in the San Francisco Giants, forget Farhan specifically, what is that selling point over the next five to 10 years? Well, I think that's a two-part answer there. The first part is what the actual sell would be, and that is they have done positive things with the farm system. Granted, they had a very low bar to start with, but they <laughs> yes. invested countless resources yes. into developing prospects. And again, it's no secret. these The Giants, we say about secret sauce, it may not be for the whole organization. They know what they're doing with pitchers. That yes. much is for sure. That's I agree. Talking to Carlos Rodon uh, over during the season, I asked him, you know, like, what is so special? Obviously, he can't get into the nitty gritty details. That's proprietary information. But he pretty much told me, like, the way they uh, they they work with pitchers, the way they communicate with pitchers, it's so like different than any other team. They're so much more in depth. They're very hands on, and that's a sell. Like, they know how to work with pitchers. But when you combine a a farm system that could bear fruit, bus plus we know how to fix pitchers, like that's cool but it's not enough. No. And so as far as the sell, I mean, that's your sell, but your problem is it's a good sell. It's not a good enough sell. No. And, and, and here, let me, let me jump in. I'm just curious, Sam, like uh, I'm looking at the current state of the team, right? Logan Webb, you, you got a top of the rotation starter, whether you think he's an ACE or a number two, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You mm -hmm. feel like he got a closer. Now those things are delicate. Closers can blow their arm out. I mean, really any pitcher can at any moment, but I like Doval. I think he's young. I think we have yet to see the best of him. And he had a really nice mm -hmm. season getting almost 25 saves. What else is there? Like what else young is there that I'm hanging my hat on? I'm, I'm listening to Susan Slusser who covers this team every single day for the San Francisco Chronicle. She's like, well, they might need a catcher. I'm like, what? I thought Joey Bart was okay or good enough at least to, to roll into this year. But it sounds like prominent pitchers on the staff didn't even like throwing to him over the last six weeks of the season. So like that got my ears up. I'm saying, Damn, I don't even have a catcher. Yeah, and I think that's where, again, Aaron Judge spurning the Giants really hurts. No one likes a reality check. No <laughs> one, and especially they don't like a cold dose of harsh reality check. And I feel like, again, that's where the gut punch hurts. Is yeah. that? And I, and I wrote about this for the station. It's almost like last week, Aaron Judge listening to the Giants, it was almost a litmus test for the Giants. You know, he's going to sit How down, so? and, and I mentioned this on air a little bit too, you know, we talk about Farhan's plan. We only know so much about it. Aaron Judge, when he sat down with Farhan Zaidi and Pete Patella and Larry Bear and anyone else who's there, Farhan laid out the next 10 years and every single nitty gritty detail of what they plan to do for these next 10 years. Everything about the master plan, the vision, yeah, anything that we fail to see right now, Farhan showed it to Aaron Judge. And those words were buzzing around in Aaron Judge's head. And eventually they were going to come to a decision where he would say, wow, you know what? I really like what these guys are cooking up. I'm in. Or he's going to say, yeah, no, these guys are crazy. I'm going to go back to New York. And he decided to go back to New York. And what that message I think sends to the rest of the league is, hey, everyone, the Giants, they talk a lot. There's nothing going on here, though. It's yeah, that hurts. And that's what hurts the most. It's like, it feels like this isn't just a normal free agent saying no. This is a negative indictment on the status of the giants. You think you're cool enough to make it to the cool kids table, but you're, you're still stuck at the nerd table and you feel like you're, you're going to be trapped there forever. And that's, that's what stinks. It's you, th the giants threw out their best pitch possible. And it apparently it barely registered. That's the best pitch they can do, <laughs> that, but that hurts can't register. 
it's it's deflating. You well, it's deflating to see just how far off the radar this organization apparently still is. And uh, they do actually make a move. They get Mitch Haniger from the Seattle Mariners, a three year, essentially two years, which it can opt in for a third year, equaling about forty four million dollars overall. I like Mitch Haniger. I know he was hurt a lot in 2022. He's a good player. Like he's a very, very good player when healthy. I think he's a great locker room guy. But that can't be the only move that you 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 bring in. It sounds like he's going to play some right field for us. I I don't know. Maybe it's left field. He feels like a better version of what Darren Ruff was for this team in terms of being able to bop the ball from the right-hand side and being an outfielder who can give you a little something out there and maybe do some DHing. You got Jock Peterson, but that doesn't feel enough. You know what I mean? Like no, you lost doesn't. Evan Longoria, so you have a hole at third base. Um, you don't know what's going on with Brandon Belt. I, I hope that he doesn't come back, not because I don't wish him well, but it's because they need to move on from him. Mm -hmm. Um, they haven't gotten a shortstop of the future. It's Brandon Crawford probably there. It feels like Estrada at second base, though Wilmer Flores might throw his hat in there. You've got the shift coming into baseball now where you can't shift this upcoming year. They really don't have a center fielder. I, I feel very incomplete right now, Sam. Like, I, I don't know no, what to yeah, say. You're, you're right to feel that way. Yeah, it just feels like the Giants are so behind schedule, and that's why I kind of get this feeling like, you have all these ideas, but you're not coming through on them. No. And that's that's where the worry is. It just it all comes back to like it's if if you just can't get there, and that's what really worries me because if they can't get there, I don't want to have to see this team start all over again. No. And further adding to that, you know, I'm trying to go to bed last night. I'm getting into bed, I'm all warm and I'm cozy. Sure, that warrior game was kind of a bummer of an ending, but I'm feel like you know what? The day is done. We're going to move on to the next day. No more bad news. My phone buzzes Xander Bogarts to the Padres for 11 years. And it's just like, you can't catch a break because for as it stinks that the giants are struggling right now. Then you throw on top of it, the fact that the Padres and Dodgers are a couple of death stars right now. And it just makes it worse. Like yeah, if the Padres and Dodgers were just merely good teams that were capable of 90 wins, I feel like it would be a little bit different, but they're putting on a masterclass on how to bury your division, basically. Like if you're not just Damn. the Giants, Diamondbacks and Rockies gotta be wondering how do we how do we get ahead of those two guys? It's a great question. And I the thing that I was thinking about, like for the Padres, because the Dodgers is the big bad behemoth that everyone fears, and they've lost a lot. If you really look at it, they lost a lot. Bellinger, Turner, um, they obviously lost Trey Turner and Justin Turner. Um, they've lost a lot, and they still have Mookie, they still have Trey Turner, uh, um, the first baseman. Come on. Uh, Freddie Freeman, thank you. They still got Gavin Lux. They've got Will Smith. They've got some players. I I'm not denying that. But they have lost a lot. And then I look at the at the Padres. Now, if I named any one of these guys, they would be the best player on the Giants. Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Juan Soto. Far and away. Xander Bogarts. Probably. I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, and then you throw in Musgrave, and you throw in you Darvish, and some of the other pitchers that they've got. Still got Blake Snell. Like... We have Clevenger still on the team too, isn't he? You're, this hurts. Like, so what <laughs> I'm saying is, is like, yeah, they've really fallen behind. And this feels like they're a couple of years away from even being up to where the Padres are, let alone where the Dodgers are. Yeah, it, feel like, it feels like right now, if the Giants are going to catch the Padres and Dodgers, the Padres and Dodgers are going to have to help the Giants out a little bit. Like, they're going to have to regress so? a little bit. They're going to have to regress a little bit somehow for the Giants to catch up. Like the Dodgers have to get a little bit worse. The Padres are going to have to get a little bit worse. And then maybe that will make it a little bit easier for the Giants to finally climb back into the division race. 
the downside of that is I don't see the Padres slowing down anytime soon. No. And I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are never going to win less than a hundred games in a season ever again for the rest of history. So they're not going to make it easy for you. They're not supposed to make it easy for you. The Giants spent, you know, five of the first three, you know, five years of the, of the last decade, making the rest of the National League West absolutely miserable. I mean, you remember during that three, that uh, three and five run, every team in the NL West changed front offices at least once. Wow. I believe the Padres and Diamondbacks did it twice. Wow. That's how crazy wow. the Giants made the rest of the NL West at the start of the 2010s when they're winning those three World Series championships. So now other teams, they're looking at the Giants right now and they're thinking, hey, you buried us one time. We're going to return the favor. Great point. I'm not going to lie. It's not fun watching your team get buried. I understand I why they were so frustrated. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so where do we go from here? Like I'm looking at free agency. There's rumors that the giants are linked or the front runners. That's what the bleacher report report told me to Carlos Correa. I'm not allowing myself to get my hopes up because I don't want to be let down again. Um, Carlos Correa obviously played for Petulia, uh, Petula, uh, Patella, excuse me, uh, in Houston. Where are you at on that? I mean, does that does that even do anything? Do you believe it? Do you think he'll come? What position does he play? Like, I have yeah. more questions than I have any kind of feel good, quite honestly. Yeah, no, turning to Carlos Correa, it, it's kind of hard not to feel like Marty McFly and Back to the Future. You know, hey, I've seen this one before. It's just like, it, it's deja vu all over again. Yeah. I'm, I'm caught in a loop. Whatever phrase you want to use to compare it, I think, yeah, if if the 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 goal is to bring in that big name player to add some real thump and legitimacy to your lineup, Carlos Correa is the best option currently on the board. And is Correa the kind of guy who's going to get 13,000 more butts in the seats than last year? Probably not. Is he going to lead to any sort of increase in season ticket sales? Maybe. I don't know. Does it's, he make maybe, you a better baseball team? I definitely think he makes you a better baseball team. But again, when your you know current third baseman is Evan Longoria and you're going to replace him for Carlos Correa, what kind of a bar are we starting with here in terms of making this team better? So that said, yeah. If Carlos Correa is the number one target, then I would say what you do going forward, you better sign Carlos Correa. Because <laughs> if you make Giants fans go through this again, and then let's say they go, okay, we're going to move on to Dansby Swanson. And then you make us go through it again, you're going to be coming into the next season. No one cares how good the pro the farm system's doing. No one cares that you're going to sign Sean Manaya and suddenly turn him into, you know, from a five starter into a two starter. No one's going to care because what they're going to see is a half-empty ballpark and a scoreboard that has more runs on the visiting team side than the Giants' side. And, you know, most casual fans, they don't care about the farm. They don't care about the pitching. They care about what that scoreboard says. So, yeah, what now? Maybe it is go sign Carlos Correa. And I think it could be possible. You know, I uh, I sent you a video the other day. There was uh, back in um, October, they had uh, – Carlos was on uh, the TBS um, – pre and post game show mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Pedro, Par Pedro Martinez and Jimmy Rollins and them. And they pretty much, they asked him, you know, about analytics and he went on and I would, I'm not going to summarize. He went on for a long time about it, 
But basically, he went into a long soliloquy about how he really loves the analytical approach that you see some front offices doing. He's saying that all the good front offices doing it are doing it. And most importantly, this is what kind of interested me in this. He talked about how he'll talk to other players in the clubhouse about how the analytics can help them and not just help them at the plate, but help them make more money. Mm. And that's where I think Carlos Correa could be an interesting fit. Huh. Now, You've heard rumors that some guys in the Giants clubhouse maybe don't buy into the what I'm gonna call the spreadsheet life. You know, the whole I think a lot of baseball players, fans, um, former players is is the most notable one who just hates how they do things. Um, you know, so who 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 hates it? Yeah, Will Clark has said that he completely hates how they do it. You know, you've been on record saying that. Uh, so maybe you bring a guy like Carlos Correa, he's bought into that system, into that spreadsheet life. He understands why a guy is being platooned. He understands why a guy is being taken out after hitting a home run. So if he can kind of, you know, you bring him in, he can talk to guys in the clubhouse saying like, hey, I know this seems stupid, but if you do X, Y, and Z to help out stat A, B, and C, it's going to help you a lot. You're going to get better. This team's going to get better. You'll make more money. Maybe that makes it a little bit easier to get team-wide buy-in into the process. So, Again, am I, does it sound like I'm grasping at straws? Yeah, it's because probably I am. But you're, you're trying to figure out how you move forward. If you're having not 100% buy-in on this process, you need to figure out a way to do that. If there's guys who don't like getting platoon, well, okay, there's the door. We're going to find, like, either we're all in they on can, the system. They or, can ill afford to lose players. Like, that's the problem where they're at. And they're not in a position where they can turn down good players. The reality is they just don't have any good players. Like, right now, no. they, they've got a couple of maybe big leaguers in like a Tyro Estrada, for example, like I, I guess, and, and on a whole lot of, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what it is. Or guys that to your point are platooners like Wilmer Flores, you know, he feels like he's in the cards this year. Fine. They gave him an extension. I'm okay with that. He was a good player. How does he fit with the no shift? Like where, what position is he playing? I don't yeah, know. And, and the, the no shift I think is a, is, is a variable that is, it's very hard to figure out how, how do you quantify in. it? I really don't know how you quantify that. I it it could I think it could very well help the Giants out offensively. Uh, if if you're going to make an argument to bring Brandon Belt back, I know you don't want to hear this, but the lack of a shift does that make things easier for Brandon Belt? And now, unfortunately, again, we're stuck in a time loop again. And so these are the the weird variables you have to consider. The important thing is, though, you need guys on board with the system. Yes, Jock Peterson's another one. We kind of talk about you know we grumble about him coming back for 19 million. First off, two things. One, I don't believe there's any such thing as a bad one-year deal, financially speaking. I agree. So I'll with that. But two, Jock, he's another guy who was looked at as a clubhouse leader last year. Yes. And two, he had bought into the system. I remember talking to him last year. You know, I want to talk about how you're being used and how you're only being used against right-handed hitters. And he talked about how, you know, yeah, when I came here, we had a discussion. We agreed that I'm better in these situations. I like what they were saying. And that's why I decided to come here is because they understood a way to put me into situations that I would best succeed at. Jock Peterson is bought in. You need to have that attitude throughout the clubhouse if this is going to work. And again, this goes back to ideas versus execution. If you can't, if you, Farhan Zaidi, cannot go into that clubhouse and convince guys that what we're doing here can have a positive end, then you're going to be, you're going to be doing this for someone else. Because if you can't make results happen, we're going to move on to someone who can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm really frustrated right now as a Giants fan. Let, let me ask you philosophically, because Carlos Rodon had one of the most magical seasons a starting pitchers had for the Giants ever. I mean, left-handed power pitchers. He was incredible. Um, strikeouts, 
whip, ERA, innings pitched, pick the metric. He was outstanding. Um, why not philosophically continue to pour money, free agent money, into the pitching staff? Why does it have to be the hitter, Sam? Do you think that they can continue to go back to their bread and butter? Because they did win three World Series on the backs of pitching and defense. I think we've underrated how good they hit at times, especially in 2010 and 2012. I think we've underrated their bats because they did have multiple 25-plus home run guys on both those teams. But why not pour money into pitching? How have I heard nothing on pitching? Yeah, and I think that's definitely the, the move they should do. I think why we're not hearing a lot about pitching right now is because you're gonna when it comes to to pitching, you're gonna hear about the big names first. You know, so you saw Verlander, Degrom, yes. they're off the board. Kodai Senga is the next big name. The Giants have been linked prominently to him. But after that, though, I mean, Chris Bassett is a name you hear floating around a lot. Uh, I don't know how much it's going to be there, but. What the, the pitching the Giants look for is the under-the-radar guys, the Drew Smiley's, the you know Drew Pomerances, the Kevin Gosman's, the Carlos Rodon was probably the most high profile of that group, but even he had question marks. You know, so you're not hearing a lot about pitching because the Giants don't shop in the in the you hear about these guys aisle of the pitching store. They they're looking in the bargain bin. Uh, in the back of the store, and no one talks about that until afterwards when they pull out, you know, again, a Shamanaya who suddenly has, you know, a 290 ERA halfway through the season because the Giants discovered, hey, if you stop hanging sliders right over the middle of the plate, you're going to do a lot better. So I think that's why you don't hear about it. Now, as far as should they just reinvest into that strategy, I think, yeah, maybe they should. It might be what they have to do. Remember, they went to pitching and defense because yeah. in the aftermath of the Bonds era, they just, it was impossible to hit at Oracle Park. So you had to go with pitching defense and gap to gap hitting. I feel like the reason why they had to go away from that was baseball figure out a way to beat that by just hitting a bunch of home runs. You know, your defense means nothing if the ball keeps going over the fence. And that's kind of the problem the Giants had as the dynasty started to break down. Teams started hitting home runs like they were going out of style. And the Giants are still trying to do this gap to gap hitting that it wasn't pushing the runs across as much. And it was harder for them to prevent runs because they just, they couldn't suppress the power that surge that you were seeing. Sam, if you can walk away with one element, forget a player, one element of baseball to make this team better. What is that element? The one element to make this team better. I mean, they've shown that they know how to put runs across the plate. Okay. They've shown that they know how to mix and match to make that happen. I will go back to just what Farhan said at the beginning of this offseason that they just need to be more athletic. I you know, 100% you need, agree. You need ability because right now they're 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 not in a in a spot where you can pick and choose one specific thing to to work on. There's too many things that need to be worked on. You need to find a way to fix multiple problems at once. The way to do that is you just you need guys who just are are better at playing baseball than the guys they have now. You can't have an infield that is kicking the ball around every time the ball is hit on the ground. You just yeah. you can't have that. You can't have guys like Luis Gonzalez who don't know how to run the base. You can't have guys like, you know, Jock Peterson who, you know, if they are, you know, running towards the ball, they're taking the wrong route. Or yep. Austin Slater who can't, who hasn't found a jump that he can't time perfectly. Yeah, it's just, you need guys who just are all around better athletes who can give you a better performance on a day-to-day -day basis. That's where you got to start. And then, you got to make your way from there. It's if this week told us anything, it's that there's still a ways to go on this project that Farhan has undertaken. 
Except the only difference right now is it's very fair to wonder, will he be able to see this project through? Yeah, this is the Giants. A little beat here as I talk with one of our people who's on the beat every single day, Sam Lubman, biggest Giants diehard fan I know. Also covers the team in the dugout, in the clubhouse doing things. Sam, before we get on out of here, are are there any topics? We're obviously going to cover everything that happens in this this offseason. So if they sign anyone, you'll be the first to hear it here. Uh, Have we covered anything or not covered anything that you wanted to get into before we get out? I would just say the the last thing I want to say here is just you look at if you if you want to try and find a silver lining from this. Give it week, to me. I I need a positive silver lining. Give it to me. Well, unfortunately, it's the silver lining that you know we we talked over the during the regular season. It's the silver lining. I hope that we wouldn't have to rely on, and that it's the you know you can make the argument that maybe a ten t- Aaron Aaron Judge on this team for ten years maybe it wasn't the best move. I love I never looked at Aaron Judge as the answer to all the Giants problems. He was simply a answer to all the Giants problems. There are other solutions out there. Maybe it's Carlos Correa, maybe it's Dansby Swanson that though they will make the team better. The problem is you want the team to be cooler too. Like remember when so Kevin true. Durant, remember when Kevin Durant came to the Warriors? It changed how people viewed the Golden State Warriors. Yes. I'll be honest, waking up on July 4th, 2016, I was very adamant he's not coming here the free agents don't come to the warriors that never happens the warriors they it always finds a way to be yes. the worst outcome possible this was after a title and 73 wins and i lost. was still feeling and and lost. Lost. i was still feeling like this was the this day and suck warriors but when kevin durant came to the warriors it's like oh so it's completely different now it just it changed how i view the team i have never looked at the warriors as a bad team since no. so it would have been cool to have Aaron judge come on. Cause the validation would have been awesome. I agree. There's more than one way to become cool. Again, winning baseball games is a great way to do that. And the giants still can find a way to put together a team that can win baseball games next year. Start doing that. Start stacking wins. Eventually the fans will come back. The faith will come back and it will get easier. The giants had a chance to take a short, a shortcut. It didn't work. You got to stick to the plan, which again is, I think, a sound plan if you can come through on it. Yeah, it's well said. That's well said. Look, I'm I'm still a Giants fan. I'll always be a Giants fan. I'm disappointed, oh, but it keeps plugging away. Um, Sam, if they break and they sign anyone, we're gonna do another one of these bad boys. We'll post it Heck up yeah. on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Search 957 the game. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Uh, Sam Lubman. I'm Joe Shasky. Giants baseball. We'll be back at you as soon as anything breaks this offseason.